Are we live yet? Yes, we are. Hello there, everybody. This is a cup of tea with an Englishman yeah. in San Diego. It sounds like we're, we're getting some technical issues together. We're joining together two, two or three very large ships which are heading towards each other and possibly colliding <laughs> mid-Atlantic. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll sort it out. Um, as always, it's all... Can you hear me now? There you go. You see? We're getting there. Uh, yes, go. we can hear you. Hello there, Travis. How are you, sir? Right. Um, <laughs> yes, welcome along to... Welcome along to A Cup of Tea with an Englishman in San Diego, talking everything San Diego Comic-Con as we get um, closer and closer to some very big events uh, in the calendar of uh, Comic-Con, which mostly involve the pre-registration badge sale. We'll talk about that very shortly indeed. However, we do have some guests. We'll get to those as well, because we've got one or two people who are kind of sorting themselves out technically. So let's, first things first. Let's um, also welcome along everyone who's watching. We've got one or two viewers. Thank you very much indeed for joining us today. If you're watching on Google+, Plus, of course, don't forget to click on the Q&A button. Um, you can uh, interact with us. You can ask any questions you like. If there's anything that you want us to talk about when it comes to uh, Comic-Con, do jump in on that. And, of course, if you're watching on YouTube, you can use the hashtag CupOTSTCC. It's at the bottom of the screen of my uh, intro there. Use that hashtag. We're monitoring that. We're keeping an eye on it. So if you do want to tweet us, you're more than welcome to do so. And, of course, interact with us any way you like. Um, we have got ourselves um, three guests, including one uh, new face who, like I say, is kind of getting himself uh, technically sorted out. Returning to the Hangouts is uh, Mr. Mark Serby. How are you doing, Mark? Very good, thanks, Leonard. Yeah, all good. Yes, Mark and I are in that kind of... Um, it's now darkness for us because the clocks have gone back and I think it should be yeah it's it's just uh, it's night time for us this is when I wanted to sort the the hangouts this is kind of like the end of the weekend thing I wanted it to be that kind of evening show but um, it you wanted of... it to be the, the the show before we all go back to school on Monday <laughs> <laughs> yes that's Okay, the reason why I just laughed so enthusiastically, that's exactly what it is. That's rather frightening. <laughs> um, yes, before we all have to, we have to uh, uh, we make sure we have our homework all sorted for Monday morning. Yes, that's what we're here for. Uh, yeah, brilliant stuff. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. I know that you've got a lot to talk about when it comes to Marvel and all that, all of that jazz. We'll come uh, cover that very shortly indeed. And joining us is Alyssa from the Friends of CCI forum. Now, is it friendsofcci.com for much longer? Because I know there's some news on that. When's that all happening? Um, hopefully by the end of the month we'll be moving to our new URL, which will be friendsofcomiccon, friendsofcc.com. Um, that should hopefully technically be accomplished by the end of the month. Uh, this was brought about by wanting to be more inclusive to all of the other cons out there. Uh, we've got a huge contingent for the New York Comic Con um, start, and starting to hopefully branch out into some of the other cons. So it's... it's no, no, make, it, after pre rich <laughs> it, it does make sense because um, uh, I, if you do go to the uh, the, the website, uh, friends of, at the moment, <laughs> friends of CCI.com, it does make perfect sense because there are lots of little boards uh, covering all the different cons, including yeah. one, that's, uh, one that's happened, uh, uh, is happening right now. Um, 
Because at the moment, for yourself, you're East Coast, so it's, what, one o'clock in the afternoon for you, yeah? Correct. And your clocks, right. uh, your clocks have gone back and joined the rest of the rest of us. Have you appreciated your extra hour in bed? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, um, just, just will say that um, there's going to be links and forwards so that your everybody's um, current bookmarks will work. There will be that will be seamless. Excellent, so. excellent. But no, it, it's it's good to um, in, in include other cons. I also know that uh, Brian mentioned it as well. Brian seems yes. <laughs> <laughs> from ReadPop that it would be a good idea to be a little bit more inclusive. Just to let you know, if you are joining us, hoping to see Brian on the Hangout, I did say last week that we were going to try and get Brian on. Sundays pretty much are a no-go for Brian, uh, as we've discovered. He tries to keep it in his own personal time, which is completely understandable. Um, but also, it's um, been very difficult to get a hold of him generally, because um, he, he, he is still... ReadPop are still kind of deciphering all of the stuff that's happened of New York Comic Con. So as soon plus, as we get... Oh. Plus, I just saw a post by him earlier today saying that he um, had a week away. So I think he, he might have been on vacation and been sick, um, con crud and or kiddo school crud issues. So he's, I, he's under the weather. It, well, I mean... It's interesting because David Glanzer had his problems um, with sort of like con crud as well, mm -hmm. directly, directly after um, uh, uh, Comic Con this year. So yep. I think it, it hits us all. It, I think it's also just pure tiredness as well. I mean, I'm I've got I've got the worst case of acne I've had. I'm 42 for God's <laughs> sake, and this it's just it's it's draining me already. It's terrible. But anyway, all that red paint. <laughs> we are indeed. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Alyssa. It's great to have you with us. Um, we'll be talking about everything, what's happening on the forum, so we'll uh, we'll come back to you very shortly on that. And joining us for the first time, we have somebody who I know from Twitter. He's very much a big Comic-Con fan, and he wanted to take part in today's show. We've got Travis McIntyre. How are you doing, Travis? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I suppose, uh, because it is the first time you've, we've had you on the Hangout, I suppose it's best uh, to start with you and introduce yourself. Um, who are you and um, what's all your uh, fascination and interest with Comic-Con? Well, me, I'm Travis. Um, I, I just started going, um, I, I didn't really have a um, thing about Comic-Con before last year. And my friends tried to talk me into going. And I was like, man, I'm not going out there. And then I went, they finally talked me into it, and I went, and Comic-Con to me is like a drug, man. It's addicting. And <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, I feel like a fiend waiting for my next fix for this pre-registration to go on, because I just want to get it done and over with, so oh. I can know if I'm going or not. You're not the only person to mention that, because uh, I think everyone's talking on Twitter at the moment about when is going to be the pre-registration batch sale. This is the batch sale that takes part for everyone who attended for 2014, uh, for 2015. Now, I know that a lot of people on some social medias, including Facebook, do get very wound up about um, these badges being made available for uh, pre pe people who attended uh, Con last year. Don't forget, this is a very small window of uh, badges. It is a, uh, a way as well for um, Comic-Con, uh, CCI, and also for the uh, the people who organize the badge sales to kind of fine-tune any um, uh, badge sale issues that may come up 
before the main sale next year. So it's also kind of like a dry run for their uh, badge sale. Now, like I say, um, not a great deal of uh, tickets uh, or badges available. Um, we're talking, I mean, myself and Alyssa, we kind of tried to have a guess at this once. Uh, they, was, uh, they, did, they, they did that survey a number of years ago, which said, um, asked everybody, do you want, who had, who had attended, do you want um, 40, 50, or 60% of the tickets to go to to people who had been before, and my everybody guessed that they said every that we said sixty percent, but the idea is that it has to be within that framework. They wouldn't have given a parameter outside of that framework if it, it you know if it wasn't within that. So uh, we're guessing fifty percent of the tickets. Well, I, I actually assumed it was going to be a lot less than that, to be honest. Um, that, that's interesting, because, I mean, I was thinking we were going to be talking 15,000, 20,000. It was going to be a, a small block, but that, that's quite... Actually, that is quite a sizable number. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's about, what is it, 60,000, you know, tickets mm. going to people who had been there before. So what you get with that is the... Um, a knowledgeable fan base. So we all know where the lines are. We all know when to line up. We <laughs> we all know the process and procedures and can help all the new folk, which I think when you have a general reg, um, if all the tickets were sold um, to, to new people, you would have a very confused audience. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, okay. That's one way. I, I, I quite like the new people. I mean, I remember going for the first time in 2010 and walking around mm -hmm. like I'd just been slapped. It was just <laughs> this complete shock and awe. It was, um, I, I, I quite enjoy having uh, new people. And not that having new people around is always good to kind of keep the blood flowing, I think. Absolutely. But, but I, I also asked so many people directions and was massively confused my first time too. So it was really nice to have friendly people there who had been before. Sure. What was your first Comic Con like, Travis? Um, well, it was 2013, and you know, I was warned that it was going to be really, really packed. And to me, it didn't seem that bad. I mean. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I got hooked, and I've been going to smaller cons now besides Comic-Con, and and uh, I, I'm loving it. I, I didn't find too much bumper to bumper, if, if that's what you want to call it, bumping into people and stuff. I, I enjoyed everything about going to San Diego. Um, I think I mean, with the crowds, it's really dependent upon what you're used to. You know, if if... If you're used to not having that many people around you, it's going to be very different. I mean, if like you're from South North Dakota, where there's not a lot of people, versus whether or not you're from New York City or a major urban place, you're used to people in the subways, and so it's hard to get past that perception bubble. Sure, when, right. When you talk to folks, that makes that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because when you go to smaller cons after San Diego, you're like, uh, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> What's going on here? There's nobody here. No, I, no, I quite like that. I quite like that because you go to the smaller cons and people say, oh, you, you bump into people and you're talking to people and you say, oh, do you go to other Comic Cons? I can say, yeah, I go to the Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't mess around. <laughs> we, 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 I, I play with playing the big boys. I go to 
that the con. Um, so no, it's always fun to because um, not only that because it gets them interactive as well and gets them really kind of ex excited about it. And so yeah, that's cool. Um, we've got a couple of questions coming in already on the Q and A. Uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us on that. Uh, Michael Leventhal turned around saying forty to sixty percent seems fair to give least people the chance to go again or at least gives them two opportunities to buy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but like I say, I, I actually expected it to be a lot less than that. So because um, I expected a little bit more of a, uh, a turnover, as it were. Um, let's see what, especially with the uh, the amount of people that ap apply for the badges to have. What was it? F uh, half a million Facebook likes to funnel down into fifty thousand, sixty thousand uh, badges. That's tantamount, tantamount to driving a. <laughs> A wagon load of Volvos down a rabbit hole. It's 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 a lot of uh, bottleneck there. So yeah, uh, cool. Um, John Brunton is um, a new viewer. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, John. Um, are the comic cons in the UK relate, um, related to the one in the states? This is a great first time a question or for, uh, to introduce you to the idea of what San Diego Comic Con is, especially when it comes to. Um, Comic-Con International as a term because San Diego Comic-Con uh, as part of the CCI organization uh, Comic-Con International it is only run on the west coast there are well, there were three cons uh, now down to two uh, there was um, San Diego Comic-Con there was WonderCon and there was um, APE which is the alternative press expo Comic-Con are no longer running the uh, APE Con, so it's now just down to the two, and they are all, or they're both West Coast. There's um, the cons that you know uh, in the UK, such as London Film and Comic Con, the Showmasters cons, such as um, London Expo, or MCM Expo, London Comic Con, um, all the other cons around the world, basically, they are nothing to do with CCI. They are completely unrelated. It is something which has caused a lot of grief. Uh, especially with terms of the way that the, the cons are named, and that especially uh, is true in North America. Um, I don't know if you saw this thing, um, I'm certain Alyssa may have spotted it, about the uh, uh, hearing that took part this week with Salt Lake Comic Con. Um, that, mm -hmm. that ongoing battle is still going on between uh, CCI and the organizers of Salt Lake Comic Con. Uh, CCI feeling that uh, Salt Lake's name is a little bit too familiar to uh, San Diego and it is just confusing the issue. It's the same worldwide. Um, when Oz Comic Con kicked off, people thought it was a CCI event. When London Comic Con kicks off, people think it's a CCI event. It isn't. San Diego Comic Con stands alone. So that's an answer to that question. Um, let's see where we go. Um, well, well, we'll come back to the questions because we do have one or two. I'm going to go to um, Alyssa now about um, cons that's happening in the US, especially one that's happening um, this week, um, Kamikaze. Now, um, I know that uh, this is a massive uh, event um, that's happening this weekend. Can you tell us more about it, please? Um, I, I haven't been there, and I wish I, I wish that there was somebody on the, the Q&A who come up and, and talk to it, but it seems to be mostly a one-day con. Um, it's about 3,000 miles away from me, so I unfortunately wasn't able to go to it. <laughs> the con that I was um, considering going to was the Rhode Island con, um, which granted is a small con, um, but they, it's, it's a couple years old, 
um, they unfortunately to quote uh, to quote TempleCon um, they really didn't have the attendance anticip anticipation um, down so and I think Brian had mentioned this before that the problem with selling tickets to conventions is that with most with most um, uh, uh, events at convention centers, it's like car shows. You get a person that goes for two hours, and but with the Rhode Island Con, they sold they sold they had nine thousand tickets. Nine the capacity for their center was nine thousand, and apparently they sold about twenty thousand tickets. Well, all twenty thousand people showed up at nine a.m. and wanted into their hall. So the fire marshal closed them down at around one o'clock and said no more people can go in. So you had people, a lot of people waiting outside the convention center to go back in. I don't think they let people back in until 4 p.m. This well, is, that, is that today? Is that today's con? That was yesterday. Yesterday, sorry. Yesterday's wow. con. I don't know how today is going. Um, with regard to that, I know that there was a convention in uh, Canada that had this problem. I know that Salt Lake, speaking of, of conventions, SLCC had the same problem. Um, and it, what it seems to be is really the, um, the management not knowing how to deal with, with people and line control and line management and attendance anticipation. Uh, Temple... TempleCon, which is another convention in in the Rhode Island area, um, I, I'm I'm quoting him when I say that because they seem to have grasped that concept, and I love it. You know, it, <laughs> you can't expect to sell twenty thousand tickets and them all not to show up to a comic convention. Mm. You know, at the same time. I'm just, well, I, think, I think we were talking about this last week about the the explosion of um, con culture mm -hmm. worldwide, North America, Europe, across the board, and it's some I think convention centres are struggling to keep up with the. I, I think we're incredibly lucky with the fire marshal in San Diego because they seem to seem to be incredibly lenient uh, to the uh, to the the stresses and strains that we all put on San Diego when we arrive. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I appreciate it when uh, when you hear about smaller cons or when you hear about cons that do uh, struggle with the, uh, the, the these numbers that just kind of crop up. And not only that, but crop up early and mm -hmm. kind of across the course of the day. That's incredible. I know that um, Martin Burke is there. I know that um, a number of uh, regular... Uh, contributors um, are there. We've seen I've seen some great pictures of this week at um, mm -hmm. uh, Kamikaze. Um, I I can't quite get my head around what the focus is though. Is it because it's Stan Lee's Kamikaze? So is it just something that he's kind of put his name to, or is it or is it very focus? Is it focused about some of the stuff that Stan Lee does, or because I know that Kevin Smith's there. Right. Um, at the moment. 
Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I really don't know. Um, I, I, it was it's billed as Stan Lee's Kamikaze, so I assume that 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 there is a big presence with that. Um, I had heard a number of the forum folks saying that they were going for one day. It was kind of a you know you don't really know need to go to a multiple days of it. Um, so it is a smaller con sure. uh, in that perspective. And well, so we've got a comment from Michael P who, that's come in. Kamikaze is a three-day con. Uh, mainly a lot of right. autogra autographs to pay for, but a lot of good panels with comics and booths. That's, that's encouraging. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to say that it was a, it was a, a it was not a three-day con, but it wasn't, it wasn't the con that you would go like New York Comic Con and you would go and stay, go at nine, eight a.m. and stay till closing doors at five on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, hopefully we'll um, get some more comments as well. I mean, I know that um, at this point it it's underway and people are uh, kind of still in, still enjoying it. So um, hopefully we may get one or two people who are uh, jumping in. And uh, yeah, do let us know how your weekend's gone if you uh, if you attended it. Um, comments coming in, Isabel Gutierrez. Hello, Isabel, um, regular watcher. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I would rather they. Oh, that's um, relating to um, uh, the badge sale and the the. the that, the, the tickets. However, it did turn around and say in the second part of her comment, Fan Expo in Toronto over, oversold badges, and I was pretend, uh, prevented from entering the floor for hours with no refund. Like I say, I think the, the fire marshal um, has that power, and um, it's very much... I, I, it's something that we don't have yet in the UK. We don't have that kind of Massive. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we we get our lines, and we get um, the the bigger the bigger cons do get um, some crowds. But I think the the New York Comic Cons, uh, sorry, the uh, the North America Comic Cons, they're just uh, the the con culture is just exploding. So it's um, yeah, I I I think um, we 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 need to remember just the the strains that we put on a building. The um, the comments that the Rhode Island con, um, Comic Con is getting are absolutely blistering. I wow. just um, talking about reporting them to the Attorney General, um, saying that oh yeah no it, it was apparently it was massive. Uh, apparently they were still selling tickets when they wouldn't let people into the convention center. Um, I, just horrific stories uh, about about the problems. Grief. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. if we have anybody who's um, attended that con, please do let us know um, how. Uh, use the the hashtag CupOTSDCC. Do let us know um, on any of our guests if you do want to uh, Twitter them or if you want to email them. Let us know what um, was going on uh, with that con because that's just uh, insane. Um, uh, Isabel was talking about um, being uh, effectively locked out of the, the con she wanted to attend. Um, absolutely, the fire marshal was correct. I was more upset at the con organizers, which I think that's absolutely where the uh, blame uh, should uh, lie. You're absolutely right. Uh, Michael P. Turning around. Oh, no, we've uh, uh, covered that one. That's so uh, great. Uh, no, Jim Watari. Now, Jim, I don't know if he's there today, but he has been there at um, Kamikaze this weekend because he's posted some fantastic pictures on his Google Plus at the moment. Kamikaze was a lot more crowded than last year, but I think it was handled pretty well. So that's always uh, good to hear. Uh, when when a con goes well, it, I mean New York Comic Con. That's the reason why I'd really like I'd really like to talk to Brian because that just yes. seems to have gone so smoothly. That was just incredible. So no, that's cool. 
excellent stuff. Um, let's see where else we're going to go. Um, sorry, I'm just uh, looking through the, the comments and uh, seeing where else we, we can go with the, the conversation. Um, Isabel, I travelled to Toronto for Fan Expo, so I was very ex uh, upset that I had all that other associated expense to go to, not only to have my entry um, so poorly handled and prevented. At least with Comic-Con, you can get a badge, you can enter. Yes. That's, that's yeah. certainly a, com a, a, a confirmation on that one. If you could bear with me a second. <laughs> Let me, let me, I had to disconnect there for a second. I just suddenly realised that um, I hadn't actually plugged my laptop on. So <laughs> this could have finished very quickly. Um, what's the biggest... Uh, okay, so San Diego's the biggest con that you've gone to, um, Travis. Which is the smaller con close to you? Um, well, I'm getting ready to do Seattle um, here Ooh. next year. But... Um, for the first time, that's that's one. But I just got done doing Portland, and that one was really small. Like, I mean, just getting into the lines for photo ops. I mean, there was no lines really, and then a little <laughs> bit of lines that that there was. People were complaining about. It. I was like, come on, man, <laughs> go to San Diego. <laughs> this is no line. Like, people were complaining. There was like ten people in front of them. <laughs> so that's what I really enjoy um, about the smaller cons. I did, I did Portland. I've done. Um, Amazing Con Las Vegas, and that one was really awesome. I mean, like, they had one, one panel room, and uh, you didn't have to go, like, 20 different places to try and, you know, see see who you wanted to see. Um, but that's the – those two are the smallest that I've been to um, lately. And I'm okay. going to be doing Wizard Con in March in Portland. So that's going to be a fun ordeal going to that <laughs> Okay, when we start talking about cons as ordeals that we need to uh, take on, that's 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 when you know we're we're properly addicts. That's when you know when we're. Oh my word. Okay, um, I know that. Um, yeah, I know that. Uh, I, I'm going to a couple of cons. I'm going to um, Thought Bubble in two weeks' time, and the week after is uh, MCM Expo in Birmingham. I've never been to a full-blown MCM. Um, event yet, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Have you done any done any, done any of those, Mark? Uh, I haven't actually. No, the only ones I've done is uh, the Showmasters London Film and Comic Con, which obviously is is the biggest one in the UK. I mean, it's it is crazy. It's it is really really busy, but it's in the middle of summer, so it's nice to go outside and get a bit of sun as well and stuff like that. And they have some great guests. However, obviously, you were talking previously about um, conventions that turn people away and things like that. This happened last year. Um, a guy who I know uh, back in my hometown of Nottingham, he'd been organising evenings with. So it was an evening with Red Dwarf, an evening with the cast of Game of Thrones, you know, cool stuff like this. I mean, he's been building up this uh, bank of people and stuff like that for a long time. So he put on the first one ever in Nottingham last year. And it just went crazy. And the fire marshal basically shut, I think, about four or 5,000 out first thing in the morning. So it was 
I would say, probably a real mess. And I think they learned their lesson because next year they're already announcing loads and loads of guests. They've got most of the people from Game of Thrones back, Red Dwarf. Uh, they've got quite a lot of Doctor Who stuff, including some of the Doctors. But they've now moved it to the Ice Arena, which holds probably around 15,000. So they've learned their lesson. They know what they're doing now. Um, so it, it it is a gradual process, I think, for some of these people. But once you get it right, as you said, they get it right. And it is nice to go and think, all of this room, and I've met who I wanted to meet. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's been a post recently um, in the last couple of days on uh, UKComicConventions.com, I believe, if you uh, want to check out the website. I'm, tempted, I'm trying to find the link so I can put it on the... Uh, uh, the in the showcase section on the right hand side. Uh, this was a um, post that was written by Dom Rand, a member of the UK attendees group and also a avid uh, con attendee. Basically talking about um, maybe that the saturation point has gotten too much, but I'm thinking perhaps he may be just a little bit jaded perhaps, because I've been to a couple of the uh, um, Showmasters events and they do seem to get very similar names um, for all of the events. So once you've done one, you've kind of done them all. Um, however, I am hoping to fight, get a little bit more um, enthusiastic about the MCM Expo one. So that that could be interesting. Um, Jim Watari has actually... It, I, I wish we could actually get you on, Jim, because uh, it'd be great to uh, hear what um, hear exactly what um, was uh, Kamikaze was like. Uh, the one thing I don't like about Kamikaze is the central stage, which is in the middle of the convention floor. Whoa. Um, it's either a plus if you're interested in being shown, or a big distraction if you're not. That sounds... That sounds... I don't know... That sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's... To me, that sounds awful. That You kind of have to get... Um, oh, I don't know about that. What does what does everyone else think? Uh, do jump in on the Q and A's, but a central stage in the middle of the convention floor. I mean, you can understand why they've done it because effectively, what they'll do is they'll turn around and for some of the smaller panels, they'll say, "Well, look, all of these people who were going past were still interested." So effectively, they could, you know, they're, they're duking the stats for each of the panels that happen because they're saying, "Oh, we had, you know, 500 people watching this." When in actual fact, it was people just walking past. But they're saying, "Look how busy it is. We need to do more and more." <laughs> Maybe that's oh. me. I don't know. Maybe you know. That's a that's a very cynical attitude you've got. <laughs> uh, and 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 completely British. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> I think I tweeted about being on on the panel with two Brits today. Yeah. <laughs> I made mean, a little scared. Oh no. Well, we're friendly. We're lovely. We you are. are. Um, about whether or not I'd be able to keep up. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, okay, so yeah, and it, like I say, if anyone else is uh, watching, if you are taking part in Comicars today, if you're watching, or if indeed if you've been over the last couple of days, do keep jumping in on the comments. Do let us know how. I mean, how, did, how was that for you? The uh, central stage in the middle of a convention floor. I think for me, the highlight of what I've seen uh, when it comes to the pictures is the one of um, Kevin Smith. Because it just completely confirmed that yes, it was him that shaved his beard off and took twenty years off his life. Because he 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 looks twenty five. He looks twenty five with no beard. It just it's so weird to see Kevin Smith without a beard. 
Yeah, I had to put my finger up to see him. Like I was like, that's not Kevin Smith. I had to pretend <laughs> the beard was there. I keep I keep tempting to um, find famous bearded people like Brian Blessed. Get Brian Blessed pictures and Photoshop them on Kevin Smith's face, and just <laughs> if anyone pays attention. And yeah, that. Okay, okay, maybe that's just me going over the top on that one. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah, do keep uh, in, uh, let us know what um, uh, is happening in the wo world of cons where you are. Um, like I say, I've got a couple of big ones coming up, and I know that uh, well, bigish ones. And of course, we've got uh, the ones that are happening in the uh, in North America too. Okay, on the shopping hey. list. Of st oh, go on. There was um, speaking of cons. There was a con that uh, the geekery. One of the geekery reporters went to in Chicago a week or two ago. Um, big supernatural convention, which I'm not. I'm not a part of that fan group. I enjoy the show. I love it, but um, um, I could go on. You know, I could go into a different realm here. But with regards to the geekery, apparently, the um, one of the reporters of the geekery sent a fruit basket congratulating them on their 10th year anniversary. Had a Twitter string um, in which she commented and made um, a Doctor Horrible um, uh, yeah, yeah, reference. Yeah, and apparently it was taken out of context, and she was banned for life from that con or those that con. They um, they rescinded it, but um, by then it was too late, wasn't it? Yeah, so that that's just kind of it. it it's interesting how people uh, <laughs> follow your Twitter feeds. <laughs> you got to oh, be careful. <laughs> yeah, what you say on social media absolutely makes sense. <laughs> um, that that was an interesting um, uh, an event or uh, an interesting uh, occurrence uh, because I also followed along on this particular one because I do follow as many uh, feeds as I possibly can those that are related to Comic-Con and people who are going. And Supernatural is absolutely one of those. Um, yes, this is a fan base that I'm not going to comment about here because um, I don't hey, want that's to... That's my fan base now. Oh, li listen. That's like my Sunday. That's like, my Sunday. Like, like Alyssa, I'm a massive fan of the uh, the, the show um, or the, <laughs> the episodes that I have seen, but the fan base is... Fanatical. It's a whole other realm of <laughs> nut bar. Um, oh, yeah. uh, especially when it comes to uh, shipping, when it comes to um, certain characters completely getting uh, blown out of proportion. Um, listen, I have, I, I have no problem with that because at the end of the day, you're fanatical about something. That's what being a fan is all about. That's great. But um, considering what this, uh, this situation happened, this was somebody who had gone to the con to report on the panel for the Supernatural fan base uh, for the Geekery. And um, it was a tweet that she'd sent out, and apparently it was pointed out to the um, security of two of the cast members actually on the panel. Now, the question, the thing about the, the tweet was, it was actually to somebody else, which means somebody had to see the tweet and send it to the uh, member of security. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's a member of fan base attacking another member of fan base. That's that's the thing about supernatural fan bases which kind of weird me out because it's two opposing sides battling mm -hmm. over their show and it's 
it's it, no, it's it's a, that was a very awkward situation. I know that was it last night they did a um, a Doctor Horrible tweet along, uh, mm-hmm. where they all watched Doctor Horrible in in support for this uh, this report. <laughs> No, it's 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 a it's an interesting situation, especially that level of um, fandom. No, you're absolutely right. Can I just uh, add a little a little fun story about Supernatural that happened at Comic Con this year for me? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so we we got into the room for Supernatural, and you know we we sat about halfway back in Hall H. Great, fantastic. One seat next to me, this young lady comes and sits down. She works for Comic Con. She was doing the line outside Hall H, so she was bringing everybody in and they said to her you can go in and watch the watch the panel which clearly is very nice of CCI that's fantastic so obviously they all come out and you know it's like it's like being at a concert for one direction or something like that with the amount of women screaming <laughs> a whole and then, of <laughs> yes, exactly. we'll come back to that as well <laughs> and then what happens is they show probably 3 minutes of what's going to happen in season 10 obviously and this girl next to me just goes crazy i'm talking about screaming and oh, and heavy breathing and gasping for air and and like there was a woman behind her who was doing the same thing she's turning to her and she's going can you believe this can you oh my god i can't believe this and everything and i'm just sat there with my typical britishness of going yep yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we can't leave it like this. This is crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> so you were basically the Rolling Stones fan at the Beatles concert. That was. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Yeah, I. I so, yes, this supernatural okay, fan is for, off the for, for, everyone, for everyone under the age of twenty-five. You were the wanted fan at the One Direction concert. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little bit better. Okay. Oh no, I, I listen. I I scream. Um, I scream with the best of them. But um, no, I can imagine that the what the supernatural um, panels are off the charts. I mean, where, where do you where do you fall on this, Travis? Are you a Destiel fan? Oh yeah, I was I was in the front row. I was I was camped out overnight. <laughs> I was, that's what, that's my Sundays. That's how I end Comic Con. I do that panel, and and then I go out. I, I use you know I, this year was the first panel, so I got I got to get out of there early, and uh, end my Hall H with uh with Supernatural. So that was good. But yeah, people went a little ape crazy over there. When, <laughs> you know, especially when they started throwing out the the little pop dolls. To the fan, everybody went crazy on that. Uh, Didn't throw any my way. <laughs> well, supernatural fans, we love you. There we go. That's that's all we can say. And absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, speaking of then, let's go on to uh, um, a, a story that came out uh, a week or so ago, and it was actually something I wanted to cover last week and completely forgot. We have mentioned One Direction. Let's let's let. <laughs> okay, you didn't have to make that much of an in-depth breath. On... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> calm, calm down. Calm down. Okay, I had to, I had to write about this on the uh, on the website on an Englishman in San Diego dot com purely because it's a British band that are going to be opening up their um, uh, U.S. tour uh, next year <laughs> on the first day of San Diego Comic Con. In July, um, now the first 
reaction for myself was, um, okay, there's going to be a lot of One Direction fans wondering what all these people are doing getting dressed up. Um, that's fine. Um, but my next reaction was that um, it's not necessarily unfair on Comic-Con fans to endure One Direction. It's more <sighs> what kind of inconsideration it's been to One Direction fans because even us um, San Diego Comic Con attendees struggle to find hotel rooms, struggle to move around, struggle to... I mean, we take over the infrastructure of a city. I mean, we, we effectively close a city down for four days. Um, and to have San, uh, San Diego host uh, a One Direction concert, now admittedly, it is some distance out of town. It's at the... Um, go on. Qualcomm. Qualcomm Stadium. Uh, uh, further, about, uh, further away from town. But at the end of the day, all those hotel rooms are still taken up primarily by... Qualcomm. I, I'm going to point out, though, that Qualcomm Stadium is one of the major parking spots and train to get on the, the, two, the train, the tube, the trolley, whatever they call it to get to, to um, San Diego. So it's going to put a, a huge crimp in the public transportation of at San Diego Comic-Con that first day. Sure. I mean, I think it's poor planning. Poor planning on, on the part of the comic, or the, the, the One people throwing the concert. You know yeah. what? I don't think it was. And here's the thing, and here's the reason why. Mm. The guy that made the uh, San Diego Comic-Con uh, documentary... Um, is um, Martin um, Spurlock. Yep, uh, Morgan Spurlock. The name completely escaped me there for a second. <laughs> and of course, once he came off that project, he then went off and did his next one, which was um, the One Direction documentary. Now, um, I'm, I'm just trying to work out if he's talked about Comic-Con to One Direction and One Direction have turned around and gone, you know what, we like the idea of that. I wonder if we can coincide our tour I know this sounds very kind of um, conspiracy theory that they've kind of coincided, coincided the start of their U.S. tour for San Diego Comic Con, but it just seems like mm -hmm. a strange coincidence that the two just dovetail uh, exactly mm -hmm. the same week. Which means if you see four, uh, how many members of the band? Four, five. If you see a bunch of spiders, five of them, for God's sake! Don't you know? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a DJ, and I'm proud to fact, proud of the fact that I don't know how many members of One Direction there are. Considering that, let me count how many decent singles they've made. Anyway, right, right, as my fingers whittle away. Um, listen, if you, if you spot a collection of Spider-Men walking around San Diego on that first day of Comic-Con and they seem to be suspiciously surrounded by people who are not surrounding them. You know, just kind of like flanking them at a distance. And one of them is wearing that Spider-Man costume like it's, he's, it's upsetting him that it's damaging his hairdo. It's one direction. And you know what you can do. You can... Okay? Because <laughs> I, guarantee, I guarantee they're going to do a... Um, they're going to do a, a, a spider. They're going to do what everyone else does and wear a, a full body outfit and just go touring 
San Diego, and then they'll do a video where they've, oh, yes, we took our pictures with a load of fans, and they didn't know it was us. Ah! Slap. Anyway, right. So, no, I, I just find it very weird that they've done that, that it, it's joined together. Clever marketing is what it is. Clever marketing. One of the, um, some of the comments on the forum about it have been that probably most people are going to drive to it, that they're not going to drive, they're not going to stay overnight, so they, they if, and if they do, they're going to get a sticker shock for the hotel rooms. Sure. I mean, that's the thing that kind of, I, I, I saw that comment as well, and a number of people have said that, yeah. well, people will come in directly for the concert. But mm -hmm. the thing is about that statement, um, it's the only one of two concerts they're running on the West Coast. So there's a massive mm -hmm. demand, uh, which means people from the West Coast, up and down, will be wanting to attend that, that concert. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think well, they're coming here to Seattle. They'll be here in Seattle later on in the year. What's that, a thousand miles away? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know my geography on that side. I get a little confused. But um, I, I just, I is it the Wednesday or the Thursday? Is it the first it's, real day of the it's con? It's the or first the real day of the con. It's the Thursday. Oh, that's good. That is really going to muck with the traffic. Oh, that's going to be hellacious. Oh, thank God I'm not staying stay downtown. Yeah. Don't have to deal with that. Yeah, totally. totally. I'm, I'm very tempted, first thing, to just go wander up and say hello to all the One Direction fans and <laughs> say, say hello. It's not them. It's, it's the management. It's the yeah. band management that messed up. Yeah. Well, I, well if anything, I, I'll, 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 I'll try and get an interview with them because that'll be oh, entertaining geez. as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they'll be very receptive to speak to another brick. <laughs> yes, me, me and me and Mark are going to go up and flank them. Um, <laughs> oh I've got my t-shirt, so. Excuse me. I've got my t-shirt ready. Let me know what size you want, Leonard. Let me know who you want on the front as well. Mark Serby can't join us for the rest of the cut. Uh, <laughs> We are going to have to eject him from the uh, the hangout. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> a, a One Direction T-shirt. Oh good god. Anyway, right, moving so, on. Let's. Can, yeah, can I can I change topics here? I think we are going to change the topic. Let's do, let's because we've got. Ten, yeah. Let's do ten minutes then on. Uh, final topic for uh, this show is something that uh, happened uh, at the beginning of the week. Now, this is something we talked about last um, week on the show and we all had our various guesses about what we were going to expect at the Marvel event uh, that was uh, being held in LA. Now, um, over the weekend and leading up to the show it was starting to get ramped up on social media. That did not prepare us for uh, just how nuts Twitter and everything else went on the Monday. Uh, Marvel event, uh, the hashtag just took over, I live blogged it my bet myself and I don't think any of us expected what uh, we actually got. So, Mark, what did you expect from that event, and what did you think of what we got uh, got shown? Well, I think we all expected more films to be announced. Uh, I don't think we were expecting anything else, really. I think it was a case of, 
what are we going to get from these films? I don't think anybody expected to get that many films, certainly. Um, they, they've laid their stall out pretty comprehensively until, you know, 2019. I mean, that's a long time, a very long time, but at least people are aware. Right, okay, we've got this coming next. So you can't fault them for saying, right, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to go big for the next five years. I mean, there's there's two a year effectively. Mm. So they're they're doing everything that they've previously done. Uh, a couple of things that stood out to me is having received something from the PR people, and it broke down social media per film that everybody that they'd announced. The biggest film that everybody had talked about on Twitter and on social media was Black Panther by a huge way. I mean, we were talking about 60% out of all of the films. Black Panther was massive. It was the biggest one that anybody had talked about. So it's interesting because there's clearly a big, big fan base for this film, and people have been crying out for it for ages. I, I mean, Chadwick Boseman, who obviously they've chosen, he's done some good films, don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure if he's the right person. I, I don't know. I'm not sure on this. I, I don't know what other people think about it. This is a thing. So. I mean, it's not the only uh, piece of casting that people were hoping for um, when it comes to uh, the Marvel event, because, of course, uh, the talk leading up to uh, the, the Monday was Doctor Strange. Um, now, this is where I'm actually suspecting that while people are talking about Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange for that film, the, uh, the uh, Bozeman uh, casting for Black Panther, for me, tells me that Benedict Strange isn't going to be the guy that they're going to go for. Mm. Because Marvel seem to aim for actors that are either on the cusp or their their, their star is on the ascendance, or their kind of those those actors that perhaps have gone a little bit over the hill and can be now brought back to the, the limelight. Robert Downey Jr. was not exactly um, the massive uh, star that he is today, and Iron Man was certainly the one that kind of put him on that pedestal. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, at the end of the day, I think, is a big star now. He is. Uh, very established, and I think to kind of nail him down to a run of films, I think it's a bit optimistic to, uh, I mean, I would love for Benedict Cumberbatch to be Doctor Strange, but I think it's just very uh, optimistic for him to be cast in, in that role. But um, then I'm, I, th I think that maybe they need somebody who's already an established actor to take this new phase and at least some at least people have got somebody they go right okay we know Cumberbatch is in it so we're, we're all going to go to that but obviously the like with the Black Panther not many people are sure about you know Boseman and there's going to be obviously other things Captain Marvel they're going to have to that's the one that's exciting me yeah this is the thing so you're right they do choose people who are slowly coming up I mean Marvel are very very active on social media in choosing actors absolutely but I still think they need certain big actors in there to sell these films and this is the whole thing I mean look at um, Guardians of the Galaxy okay Chris Pratt is probably not a huge megastar, but he was on the rise, and people knew who he was. And now look what's happened. He, he is a huge megastar. So it will be interesting to see how they go with these other films, I think. Sure. I, know, I, mean, I saw a thing with Ethan Hawke was going to be Doctor Strange. I thought that would have been a good... A that would have been nice. That would have been great. 
great. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. But I mean, we've got um, uh, Isabel joining in on the Q and A, saying, "I thought um, Joaquin Phoenix for Strange, his name was being put forward as well." I mean, there's been a number that's been bandied around for this, but I think that's uh, once that's nailed down, then you're looking at the the casting for. Um, I mean, you've got. Two huge films when it comes to uh, castings that you're going to have to nail down. Admittedly, you've got a bit of time to, to go between now and then, but um, Jesse Lynn is quite rightly turning around saying uh, Katie Sackhoff for uh, Carol Danvers, which I think would be, well, I think that would be just something that would just dovetail so nicely. That would be great. But you've got the Inhumans, and that's a whole roster of people. To, to fill the uh, to fill, um, I think it's going to be an interesting couple of years where we hear about who's actually going to be cast for these films. But we are so far out now. This is uh, the that's, question. That, oh, cool. that that's the thing that I'm not I'm not sure about. I mean, I'm more confident in the Marvel movies that that they're projecting in five years um, than I am with the DC movies. But a studio projecting that in five years they're going to make this film with this amount of, you know, with this character or that character, it, it just seems like tea leaves to me. <laughs> and I'm all for it. And I love the idea, but, and I love that they have a plan, which is very cool, but it's all going to change. It's Hollywood. True. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the thing about um, Marvel, which is interesting oh, for me, um, I think that these films will happen. I think their their plans are set in not so much set in stone, but they they have a roadmap that they're going to follow. Um, mm -hmm. I think people are a little bit more confident about the Marvel um, announcement purely yes. because of what we've they've established and they they've mapped out their MCU from a very early position. Um, the DCU. Which they have also announced up to 2019-2020, and these um, eight, ten films that they're uh, putting forward. That's all off the back at the moment of one film, which paper. which was, I mean, Man of Steel was not the mammoth home run that everyone <laughs> seems to think. I mean, it was a good film, but it there was a lot of issues with it, and I think a lot of people still have issues with that film. Um, I, I can't, with the announcement of Phase 3, I think people are more confident about Marvel and their plans. But yeah. DC, I mean, then again, there's also the difference between how it was announced. Marvel announced it at a massive event in a theatre right. in front of a bunch of rabid fans and the cream of um, pop culture writers. DC and, announced, and, a DC announced it at a board, board meeting. Yeah. And speaking of that, apparently... Um, they allowed, unlike any other Marvel event, they allowed people to keep their cell phones and not put them away. I, I've been at so many Marvel panels where you, I mean, if you even had your cell phone out, they would, you know, you'd be at risk of being thrown out. But apparently they didn't, they did, they wanted people to tweet all this stuff and make the, the hoopla. It worked. And it worked. Oh. Exactly. Here's the thing. Here's the thing between Marvel and DC. Marvel are already up there. They're already at the top of the game, so they can do what the hell they want. They are basically following the Apple game plan of let's bring everybody in. Doesn't matter. We're we're Apple. We're Marvel. Doesn't matter. Whereas DC are playing this very calculating. And the thing is, you, you're saying about obviously they did it in a board meeting, but 
nobody's really given DC a chance. So when these films turn out, and they could, and they probably will, turn out to be very, very good, people are going to turn around and go, oh, DC have really got this game now. Marvel are really, really worried, I think. This is the thing. So, you know, DC might be lagging behind, but this is the thing. And, you know, they've already superseded them in TV a long way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Constantine. I, I hope that they didn't, they didn't put too much out there. I hope they didn't put too much out too quick. Because, that's, like, that's what that is. I mean, then again, I think generally for DC and Marvel, I actually have that fear across the board that I think we don't need to. We didn't. Did we need to know this much this far out? I, I don't know. Do I mean, that's a very good point, Leonard. And that actually is one of my points at the moment: is how much is too much. How much is too much for Marvel? Great, fantastic. Hey, look, you know, these films, fantastic. I'm excited. But to a year, I mean, this past year and the year before, I kind of felt like, oh, it's another one. And, you know, it's just leading up to the next film, which we've got to see in November. And uh, how much is too much? This is the thing. If they turn around and said one film a year, that's fine. But now I, I'll probably get absolutely, you know, slaughtered for all of this. But how much is too much for it? Well, how much um, is... and and so it starts right here, dude. You're wrong. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Just to let you know, I think to, I think to, I think the the way that they've they've planned their films as well, the fact that they have separated very much into almost two separate ends of the the universe, as it were, uh, that you have that Earthbound um, vibe of Captain America. Um, uh, the Winter Soldier, and you have the galactic era of era of um, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is you still have that distance between the two? I, I think it works, um, and not only that, but you, we had some very unique filmmakers putting those stories together. So I think it it does still work. Um, but when you say too much, I suspect what I was on about was over a distance. Do we need to know plans up to twenty twenty? I mean, okay, we're talking five years, but that's five years away, five, six years away of planning ahead when I, I'm more than happy to wait. I'll know about two years' time. <laughs> Let's concentrate on you know, stuff that I'll actually be alive to watch. <laughs> I, I, I don't think long game plans me. I'm I would like, I would like somebody... I would like somebody, one of the film studios, to do a Beyonce and go, right, we've got a film coming out in two weeks, here's the trailer. And everybody goes, whoa, where did this come from? That's what I want to see. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, Alyssa seems happy with that. <laughs> She's smiling happily. <laughs> uh, although I think it's an impossible situation. We'd love it. I mean, uh, okay, that what we need now is then we need um, Marvel to turn around and say, um, hope you enjoyed the Marvel event. By the way, if you step outside of this theatre now and step next door... We're going to show you, um, I don't know, uh, Howard the Duck. There we go. We, we made it last weekend. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Pop next door. Let us know what you think. Or, or just, Steve, it's just, when, when, you put things, when you put things five years out, it, it just becomes una it's unrealistic. It's unattainable. You know, it, it has this, uh, it's in the cloud kind of thing, just like everybody else has been saying. And, and that's the only thing that I'm commenting on. Is you know I love this stuff that's coming up. It's it looks like it's great, um, and I'm I'm a diehard Marvel fan, so I'll be there for for that, and I'll be there for the DC stuff too because it looks like it could be really fun. I do I love what DC is doing on the small screen. Uh, oh, I, have to... I wouldn't uh, yeah I'm going to interrupt there and just say uh, fun. That's the last thing that DC stuff looks. 
Well, <laughs> watchable and uh, you can appreciate it. Fun. Can you, can, you, can you honestly turn around and say that the man of watching Man of Steel was fun? No, but I watching John Barrowman in Arrow is fun. <laughs> and I, I, I had to really watch it. What was that, Travis? I said I really enjoyed how they. I don't know what the big deal about you know Man of Steel was. Everybody that I know got on. Oh well, Superman killed somebody. Well, Superman killed. People in the comic books, you know, just because he's the Boy Scout of all superheroes don't mean anything. It was, you know, I, I fairly enjoyed it, and I was entertained. I, I didn't like the whole kryptonite, but it being the, the the atmosphere part of it, you know, Superman has to have a weakness, and now how are they going to exploit that because everything's done? You know, they, they destroyed everything that can be his weakness now, so... Where's the kryptonite going to come in? That's my only issue. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think my issue was the, the... It was just so serious and just so... I mean, the, the, the biggest laugh in the whole thing was the um, the fake-out of the... Um, okay, yeah, that's not an S. Uh, sorry, that, that, yeah, that doesn't mean hope. It actually means this. <laughs> the lowest lane line. And that was, that was shown in the trailer anyway, so we got that laugh there. Anyway, it was just yeah. it, was, it was just a little bit too serious. It was a little bit too um, Dark Knight, um, where but even Dark Knight had some laughs in there. So anyway, right, um, a couple of comments uh, coming in, especially about the Marvel stuff. Uh, so are these new movies leading leading up to Civil War? Just asking, as I have uh, just read the graphic novel. Right, um, one of the things that came out of the Q and A that happened after the Marvel event was uh, Kevin Feige did turn around and say that Civil War was going to be the Captain America title uh, for the uh, third Captain America film. However, the Civil War that they talk about in the cinematic universe is going to be separate to the book. Um, I am a massive, massive fan of the Civil War storyline uh, which Marvel did. However, this is going to be not so much about pitching heroes against heroes. It is going to be more about the uh, kind of a power struggle between Cap and Iron Man, or Tony Stark. Ah. That's what I was wondering too about that. I, I didn't really haven't heard too much on it, but yes, that's what I wondered because I think the Civil War, if they did it now, like what everybody thinks, um, it's not gonna go well. It's just too big. It needs more of a lead up. Mm. I think also that the I mean Civil War for me, it's a, I think is an extremely important uh, storyline because it does talk about the measure of what a superhero in a superhero comic world. Is actually all about, and I, that's why I'm really excited about Civil War. But this is going to be an interesting take on it. Uh, I'm more interested in what they're going to do with Civil War as part of Secret Wars in the comics next next year. That's going to be interesting. Okay, um, what else have we got here? Because um, um, I know we've got one or two people asking about um, yes, something that uh, uh, Alyssa's going to have to help us out because I haven't seen it. I don't know if the rest of you guys have. Constantine has uh, seen as DC. Uh, uh, running with the uh, the television stuff and uh, running with it well. Um, <laughs> no pun intended with the Flash, by the way. Uh, yeah. uh -huh, you see, not just a hat rack, my friend. Um, we're talking Constantine. Um, yeah, how's that gone down? I've enjoyed I know, it. I like it. I, the, the comments that I'm getting, um, of, that I've been reading, uh, is that uh, people are choosing that over Gotham. Um, that 
I was kind of interested in how similar it was to Supernatural, uh, and had a long conversation with my son about which came Supernatural's first. Supernatural's better. Which came first. <laughs> Constantine or Supernatural, <laughs> but he's 15. <laughs> I, I, I heard a voice there. I heard a disembodied voice in the background there. <laughs> so, um, I, I, so I, I'm just terribly impressed with the, the DC small screen experience with the Flash, Arrow, Constantine. This, it's great. I mean, I'm looking forward to the the Marvel Daredevil, but that's on Netflix. So. Sure. I mean, I don't think we've got a UK date for uh, Constantine yet. I mean, I don't even know if it's been picked up by anybody. No, oh, is it the other place? <laughs> Constantine's not, hasn't been picked up yet. No. Oh, okay. So I mean, we're going to struggle to see that just yet. But I mean, we've just been hearing. Uh, reading about it on social media about just how well it's gone down, and it has gone mm -hmm. very, very well indeed. Um, I know. I, I wish I would have stayed. Um, I was in there Saturday night when they did, you know, the whole whole panel of Gotham and Flash and all that, and, and I wish I would have stayed to see see Constantine. I wasn't really. I was like, no, I've been in here all day. It's time for me to go. <laughs> and I wish I would have stayed, but if I would have known how good it was, but I really enjoyed the pilot episode. And I, I've got the second episode on DVR. I've been I've been trying to get to watch it, but it's been a crazy couple of days. But I, I'm I'm honestly enjoying it. I enjoy it better than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think, actually, I'm I think I'm one of the extremely rare pe amount of people that actually likes the movie. I actually don't 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 shoot me down on social media on this one. I actually I did. I liked the movie. So I like the movie as well. I've got no problem with it. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's not the same as in the comic book, but I think the film is is uh, is a really good supernatural thriller. I think that the the movie had the character better, but the storyline not so much. <laughs> I like Keanu like Reeves' Constantine. If they put that Constantine in the TV show, bam, you got a, a long term hit. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Considering that most people actually slate off Keanu Reeves' portrayal of Constantine, it's it's good to have someone else who's um sticking up for him. I'm a I'm a Keanu Reeves fan, by the way. If oh, you, if you John did, Wick, John Wick, gotta see it. I've been hearing good things about that as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, um, so yeah, oh, so far positive news about Constantine. I'm I'm up for that. Um, it'd be interesting to. Well, I mean, I think off the back of this initial. Uh, reaction that we will be seeing Constantine at uh, Comic Con next year, so that'll be uh, interesting. I think actually we'll see pretty much every single show that's been released uh, so far because they have really set themselves some incredibly high bars. Often, for all its detractors, still has a very large fan base. It is the one that people talk about when it comes to the television shows. Um, Flash has gone down incredibly well. Um, I think all of these are going to definitely show up at Comic-Con uh, next year. I think Comic-Con is going to be, for the television and film, uh, film, um, I think we kind of know what the panels are going to be like. The, the television panels, however, they've just set a whole new standard. So, yeah, looking forward to um, mm -hmm. the Ballroom 20 and Hall H next year. So. I don't think Gotham, I think Gotham's losing a little bit of footing. I don't know, it's starting to get kind of, kind of boring. Like at least to me. Whoa. Yeah. That's what I, 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 go on. What was that, Mark? No, that wasn't me. 
I've only seen the pilot. I haven't seen any more at the moment. But from what I've seen, people talking about that it is losing a little bit. But Agents of Shield had the same problem last year. You know, that first season, the first half of it was it really dragged, and then it kicked in the second half of the season. Now look at it; it's found its stride this second season. I think Gotham's probably going to go the same way. I'm just going to say is is, is I, I don't know what the reaction's been like in the the US. Um, what do you think has been the 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 breakout hit between the two Agents of Shield season two or Gotham? I say Agents of Shield. I was, I was one. I wanted. To, I did not want that to go bye bye. <laughs> that's the second season is just playing out so nicely. It's gorgeous. Um, but Michael P is turning around and saying Constantine is better than what was shown at Comic Con. Yes, because of course the uh, the pilot that was shown at Con is different to the episode that was actually um, aired because we had a change of cast at the back end, um, one or two things. Well, like I say, I haven't seen it, so it's something that uh, I'm looking oh, forward to. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was changed from the one that they showed at San Diego. The, female, out the, the female lead, I believe, was um, in the aired, the, the aired episode, was trimmed down, and I believe she's booted by the end of the episode. It's a whole <laughs> new... So it's somebody new for the second uh, episode, so... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely certain, somebody new, but I didn't know it was different yeah. as far as... I knew the girl left. Okay. Um, Gary Quigley is turning around saying, is in the UK, isn't Constantine exclusive to Amazon Prime? Oh, great. Well... <laughs> um, <laughs> well, nobody's seeing that then, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm. I will not be watching that then. Um, I'll have to wait till the Blu-ray comes out or something. Oh, thank you very much indeed for the great news there, Gary. Thank you. Um, let's see where else we've got because um, we'll do one or two more comments and then we'll uh, we'll wrap things up for today. Um, it's just comments about um, the cons that people have gone to. Everyone's really excited about cons coming up, and also the, the shows that they're talking about. Um, John Brunton's turning around saying, Constantine the movie was very serious compared with the series. Um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that comment. Um, it was uh, an interesting... I personally thought the film was... Uh, it had a black comedy to it, which kind of um, I, I like a, a lot. And uh, that whole final sequence at the end um, with uh, uh, Beelzebub showing up or the devil. I thought it was great. Um, no, cool. Excellent stuff. And um, thank you very much indeed to everyone joining in on the Q&As. Um, next week should obviously be a very exciting one for that because um, we are going to have a lot to talk about. It is pre-registration. It is just around the corner. We're in November now. This is when it's happening. Um, what has been the response so far, Alyssa, on the forum? Because you were talking, we were talking on the uh, the episode last week that we guessed. Uh, I'm saying, I think, what did I say? I said the 15th? The 15th. 15th. But apparently, apparently the forum are disagreeing with me. I, we are intending to thank more of the 8th. Of course, I have neglected to realize that um, I think one of the Arizona cons are happening uh, next weekend. Um, so that may throw a wrench in, in the work, so to speak. But I think CCI wants to get this done. I, I don't think they want to wait. I think last year was a real pain 
for mm. them that it was so that that the sales were so late. And the sooner they get it done, the happier they're going to be. Sure. Just put it to bed. Sure. Um, so, I mean, uh, the 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 missus turned around and made a very good point this morning, saying that mm -hmm. I really want the uh, the badge sale over and done with as soon as possible, so then I can start planning Christmas shopping. Because this is <laughs> yeah. this is tying up a big wad of cash that I want to be spending on yep. stuff for Christmas, and that makes a bit of sense, and I can appreciate that. I actually I also want the con uh, the the badge sale to happen. Um, next week, because like I say, in two weeks' time I've got Thought Bubble, and then the week after I've got Birmingham um, mm -hmm. uh, MCM Expo, so I'm going to be a little bit busy, and I, I think everyone's got reasons why they don't want uh, it ha happening on certain weekends. I mean, when would be the best time for you, Travis? Well, I already plotted the 15th. I was with you on that. Um, just because, you know, it gives people, some people get paid on the 1st and the 15th of the month, you know, um, Every two weeks or whatever, I was thinking that. But as long as it was after the third, I'm cool because I got paid, so I'm happy. So, so and let it be whatever day that it falls on. As long as I get my four-day preview, I'll be two thumbs up. And so, and so long as it doesn't happen on the uh, Thanksgiving weekend, I think. No, it's not gonna. Yeah, they won't do it then. They don't want to be in the office then. Um, I, I will say that I think we have the forum has started its I want to say fifth or maybe sixth badge buying group. It's like an amazing thing, just an amazing amount of people are, are joining groups. Absolutely. So, well, yeah, I've got okay. I've got a few people joining me. Um, this is going to be the first time doing it, so I, I hope it runs smoothly. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, hopefully, what I'll do is I'll get Alyssa to point, uh, put a link up to. Um, uh, any, I, have you got like a guide to um, group badge buying? Um, I do, and I'll put it up in a moment. Let Excellent. me find it. Because uh, <laughs> I, I know some people do talk about badge buying and teaming as kind of like fudging the system, but I absolutely believe that it's friends coming together to kind of. Help each other and uh, pass the ladder down um, in 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 in, in uh, uh, motivational talk speak um, is it's something that you can um, you, the the idea of a badge team obviously is that four three four people would come together they would share their details uh, their badge details um, credit card details whatever whichever way that they want to share how they're going to pay for the badges they all apply all go into the waiting room at once. And the first person to get to the waiting room then buys for the rest of the, the team. Kind of makes yeah, sense. What, what, what uh, doing? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Uh, well, what I'm doing and, and with the group that I'm doing is we, we started a PayPal account. And it comes with a, a, a PayPal debit card. And we're all pulling our money into it. So that way there's, you know, we're paying with one card. So whoever is the first one in gets the card number and then has that amount you know, set so nobody has to transfer funds and things like that. It's all one card. It's got everybody's 220 on there, which is the amount for four days with preview. So that way you can buy at least that. You have at least that, you know, sure. on there. And if you only get one day, you get one day, but you got the money there. There's no transfer money to people. It's just all right there on one card. That makes sense. 
Um, the uh, the thing about PayPal, I will say, if you are going to be transferring funds from one person to another, do make sure that you're transferring it as a friends and family transfer, uh, transfer so then no one gets billed. Um, uh, yeah, PayPal very much want to be seen as a bank, and they do like the uh, idea of making some money somewhere. So uh, do try and keep the uh, the costs down for yourself, at least on that one. Um, next week then is going to be an interesting one because it will either be a post um, uh, <laughs> episode on the uh, the pre-reg badge sale. It will like if it happens next weekend. Or it will be all about pre-reg, and this will be about um, advice. It will be about um, the best methods and the best uh, advice that we can give about um, pre-reg and doing pre-reg properly. Um, because pre-reg will be the uh, benchmark for future badge sales, as it happened last year. Um, as we found out, or as we have discovered from reading the, uh, the text already, um, the pre-reg is going to be in the same model as 2014, or 2013 for 2014. So, we will do our best next week to give you either a count a rundown on how it all happened and how it all worked, or how it's going to work in future weeks. Next week is going to be a pre-reg badge sale special. So that's us. Thank you very much indeed to my guests. I think um, quarter past. Yeah, cool. That's not too bad. It's a nice, uh, tight show. Thank you very much indeed to my guests. Once again, thank you very much indeed to Travis for joining us. Uh, first time on the Hangouts. How can people find you on social media, sir? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at TraviTravMC. Um, I got Facebook, but that's really nothing. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to be having something soon, hopefully. Uh, a, a group like yours up soon. Just got to get some more stuff in on it. So. Excellent. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, Facebook is nothing. I, I, you're on my Christmas card list. Thank you very much indeed, sir. Um, <laughs> Mark, where can people find you, sir? I am on Twitter at Mark underscore Sirbe. I'm not on Facebook. Hurrah! I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on MySpace. Hurrah! 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 <laughs> Great. Just on Twitter. Um, not okay. You're not on. You're not on MySpace. Uh, well, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop inviting you. Because, <laughs> you know, it, it, there's only I, I can only take no for an answer so many times. It's just, it's, it's starting to get embarrassing now, quite frankly. But there we go. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed, Mark. And, um, yes, Alyssa, where can people find you? Is it mostly on the forum? It, it Pretty much exclusively. Uh, friendsofcci.com forward slash forum. Uh, if I could take a moment for a public service announcement. Go for it. Next Tuesday is voting day. Nobody's vote is more important than yours. Unless you don't vote, then everybody's vote is more important than yours. An important, nice week, guys. No, no, an important message. You're absolutely right. I think we've got a couple of local elections coming up at the moment. And um, quite frankly, there are come some parties that are uh, making some very big uh, grounds in the UK that, uh, frankly, I think uh, could do with just being... Just curbed there on that one. Uh, okay, that's that's as much. Listen, that's as much politics as I give out. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's not go there. Let's not even go there. Okay, um, and myself, uh, Leonard Sultana. You can find me on Twitter at Englishman SDCC, or you can find me at uh, Google Plus at Plus an Englishman in San Diego. Thank you very much indeed to all of our uh, people taking part in the Q&A. Don't forget you will be able to get the audio version of this podcast on um, iTunes and on SoundCloud. I'll hopefully get those uh, 
posted up in the next couple of hours. Um, don't forget to please comment and subscribe on uh, iTunes as well. It really, really will help in uh, boosting uh, the, the, the window for people to see that this is actually happening on a regular basis. And we are back next week uh, from 10 o'clock um, West Coast, 1 o'clock p.m. on the East, and 6 o'clock in the evening GMT. It's going to be, like I say, our um, pre-reg badge sale special next Sunday. <laughs> you take care. Um, we'll hopefully see you soon. And, um, yes, enjoy the rest of your evening. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.